You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. And a very good afternoon here to you, uh, dear listener on 3RRR FM. It's the afternoon. Matt Stedman is my name. Uh, Edith is the name of this program you're listening to, as you probably well know, if you tune in every week. Thanks, of course, to the scientists for another hour of excellent radio. And also, uh, I like the doctors before that, too. They are getting stuck into a little bit of nutrition and uh, what we're eating right and what we're eating wrong. Uh, excellent morning stuff on Triple R. But it is the afternoon, and uh, here I am talking at you, flying solo this time around. You know, there are some parts of the year where you sort of, you can, you can notice time go by. There's Christmas and there's Easter. And for me now, usually every July in the depths of winter, I sit here on my own because my good buddy Cam Smith is up there in Bendigo for the Bendigo Festival of Lamb. Um, and as we do every year now, we've got him on the phone. So, uh, come in, Cameron. Are you there? Are you there? Come in. Breaker, breaker, over. Uh, break, breaker. Uh, yes, uh, here I am in Bendigo. And, um, How is it? Yes. Well, it does feel like midwinter. Yes. And uh, yes, here we are telling the, uh, the time by this. And it's actually gotten colder today. It mm. seems like it was a little bit, uh, not quite balmy for Bendigo in midwinter, but uh, it's like the temperature dropped. Mm. But I am here at the sheep show, which is apparently the biggest um, sheep livestocky thing in the Southern Hemisphere yeah, right. for that particular quadruped. And uh, <laughs> my part of it is um, is the Bendigo Festival of Lamb, which yes. is um, a little pavilion. And it really does sort of show the, uh, the multicultural nature of our society because we've got a demonstration stage. Mm-hmm. Across from there, we've got the CWA um, women. Yes, who, they're, they're uh, everywhere, those women. They, they get to every show. They're very busy, the CWA. <laughs> They they get around. They do, and, and also they're going to be celebrating their uh, their ninetieth year. So wow. um, hats cool. off to them, and most importantly, more than just making scones and uh, com- competition style ginger fluff. No, yes. no, no. But <laughs> juxtaposed with that, right next to them, we've got uh, Remy and his wife, and uh, I think uh, uh, mother-in-law, the family anyway, yep. a Turkish family making the most delicious goslemis you've ever had in your life. Yes. And, um, you know, as uh, as well as, as that, we've got, you know, now with the, the new ways, pulled pork, there's wine, yep. um, and then there's, uh, because we're on the land, uh, butchery demonstrations with mm. uh, a guy called Bob Dewar, who's uh, a great... Um, butcher from around the Seymour area, and um, yeah, he's he's great. So anyway, I'm having yeah. a, I'm having a great time, and um, uh, believe it or not, I've been eating lamb, and I've been <laughs> kind of loving it. So I'm happy. But on today's show, yes, um, we need to move on. Um, I got out and about and had a chat to a couple people this week. Mm. Uh, I'm not quite sure what order you want to do these in, Matt. But maybe I'll start with Raymond Capaldi. Sure, um, and. Raymond Capaldi, we, uh, we see in reality TV, we talk about the journey, but mm. it's been interesting, let's not talk about a journey, but rather an evolution, and um, from godfather of molecular cuisine to the Scottish pieman, yes. uh, with, his, with his wonder pies, and they really are quite amazing. Mm. Um, He's got his place up in Bulleen now. Yes. And um, I had a chat to him um, about, obviously, how do you make a good pie? What is a good pie? And yep. it's sort of, it's simple, 
and yet it's really complicated that. <laughs> uh, and, um, and I guess the sub-theme we could sort of say is that this, um, this evolution into simplicity that he sort of, um, he's taken while still using um, all, the, all the processes that he's learned. Mm. Secondly, on the show, we, um, we go to market, um, not with John this no. time, mm. but we do a midwinter snapshot with Damien Pike the Paran market, mm-hmm. and uh, Damien is uh, a man I've known for, gee, I was thinking about probably about 30 years, yeah, I've geez. been seeing him at the market, mm-hmm. and if you want great mushrooms, mm-hmm. interesting lines, um, in fact, I think he might have been the first person who ever sold me a truffle. Yeah, right. Back in the day. Yeah. So anyway, he's, he's great. We, so we do a, a fairly comprehensive uh, market report. And I hope you enjoy it, and I hope it inspires uh, all you guys out there to uh, to have a cook. And incidentally, you say mm. about the doctors, um, and they did a thing on nutrition, did they? Yes, yeah, uh, about perhaps the old-fashioned forms of eating are perhaps a little bit better than some of the new um, fat-phobic uh, carbon-intensive so, forms of eating. So maybe margarine is better than butter. I mean, <laughs> butter is better. Can we flip that around? Butter yeah. is better than margarine. It absolutely is, even lard. Embrace your lard, people. Really? Yeah. Embrace the lard. <laughs> um, and, oh, you know what I might do uh, on the way back to Melbourne? I might uh, pull down the podcast and have a listen to it in the car, I think. I would recommend it. Hey, also, just quickly while we got you, what's the weather like up there? It's very sunny in Melbourne today. A bit windy, though. Uh, overcast here. As really? I said, it, was, uh, it wasn't quite as brutal as yesterday. Um, uh, yesterday, there was frost everywhere. Uh, the roads were shiny with ice. Um, but today it was um, it was a little bit milder this morning and then it seems to have dropped down. I'm guessing it's probably about 7 or 8 degrees yeah. here at the moment in Bendigo. But um, hey, it's, it, it's great fun and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I do have a food quote. Oh, wow. This sort of goes mm-hmm. to what we're saying with, first of all, mm-hmm. uh, Damien Pike and great produce and the midwinter snapshot but also Raymond Capaldi mm. and uh, this comes from a guy called Maurice Edmond Saliand uh, also known as Kuronoski mm. and he said cuisine is when things taste like themselves <laughs> ponderous yes <laughs> I can tell <laughs> and and just to go from uh, from something sublime and really really nice to the banal yes apparently in 1873 it rained ants in mm. Nancy, Nancy, probably France. It rained ants. France. Yeah, right. Hey, I'm just reading the words, man. I, I'm, you know, veracity. <laughs> well, you're better that than cats and dogs, I guess. But still, yeah, yeah, unpleasant. So, yeah, so that's about it. Thank you, Matt, for um, uh, keeping the uh, the seat warm. Look forward to seeing you next week. Yes, likewise. And You'll be uh, you'll be putting some tunes in between those interviews, I yeah, think. Yeah, we'll fill out there quite nicely, I reckon. Uh, look, that's magnificent. Look, thanks, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in. And I will turn over to Matt, who will look after stuff for the hour. Yeah. We'll enjoy the rest of Bendigo, and we'll speak to you next week. But stay tuned. Uh, everyone will cross to market straight after this. Yeah, it's the sound of the market, ladies and gentlemen, but today we are Southside and uh, 
and I've got my old China plate. Um, man I've known for quite a while, you've spoken to, or heard, should say. Damien Pike, a very, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Cam. Damien, known as, uh, as I sort of call you, the flavour whisperer and the mushroom man, but also a whole bunch of different lines. I thought we'd just catch up with you and find out about how's your midwinter going? Yeah, well, this is a wonderful time. Have a look at today, you know. We're looking around about 13, 14 degrees. Things are poking out of the ground, you know. Mushrooms. Oh, certainly. How is the season? Been excellent for me, mate. We've got pines still running. Mine are just on the border from, uh, where are they from now? South Australia, just on the New South, South Australia border. The qualities, as you can see, is excellent. Um, I've, I've had no problem. Wood bluets, they're around, been very, very good. Slippery's are finished now for me. Um, they were a bit dicey this year. They didn't really um, get a hold. It was very, very, very slow. Yeah, what about Vic mushrooms? Um, that was a bit slow too, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, look, we looked at the climate. It was two things. It was warm and dry, which yep. was a bit of an enemy of the of getting the, the mushrooms to poke their heads up. Yeah, it was a, it was a very slow start, you know, mm. but... To finish the way it has now with this, um, as I've just said, 13, 14 degrees. Um, This is what um, that style of mushroom wants, and and it's working for me at the moment. I've been very, very pleased with it. We've had uh, um, big success this year with truffles too. That's been, you know, wow. And uh, um, more more and more people just asking for them and buying them, because I think... You know, you might have sold me my very first truffle about a million years ago, probably 20 years ago yeah, now, I reckon. It would be, yeah, yeah certainly, yeah. yeah. And then we were talking about the French ones yeah. who used to come in. Well, but, uh, that's right. In and they were, they were such was. an oddity yeah. now, but now they're kind of mainstream, aren't yeah. they? They are. Look, you know, um, you've got to have a look and see and make sure the quality's there. There's a lot of uh, lot of truffles out there that not quite um, would fit on the bus. So uh, we're looking for something a little bit, uh, a bit different. I've got... Two of the biggest growers, I believe, at the moment, and one's out of uh, Braywood in New South Wales yeah. on the Canberra border. And the other and, one uh, must be Mangin up. Yeah, it is Mangin up. That's, in, that's and, the big one. Yeah, they're the big ones. Yeah, they're the big boys playing it good at the moment. Their quality is excellent. They're the they're the masters on export too. They've got it sewn up. Begging the question here, Damien. Um, most of the time, we're just sort of given um, truffles are so scarce. Um, the supply is short, so you're pretty much just given stuff, do you want them or not, sort of thing. Yeah. How do you assess a truffle as to how good it is? Well, look, you, uh, number one, the nose will, will pick it up. You'll pick it up straight away by the nose. Yeah. The size, well, as me being a retailer, I look towards something that's a little bit under a golf ball size for people. Makes um, you, under? Uh, just under, under the golf ball size. Why, what so, happens if they get too big? Um, sometimes they're a bit coarse, they break away, they're a bit um, a bit too earthy, yeah. right? And um, they're all right for the trade as far as presentation go, but as a retailer, I like them, that's the size that I want. Mm. And uh, round about um, 40 to 80 grams in size, and to be as firm as a rock, that's that's a secret. And, and the other thing is, you, you know, you've got to sort of know how long the things have been out of the ground for because they're not going to last forever. And no. I have seen truffles that have had mould on them. Yes, certainly. Because that, that, well, that's what happens because yep. they 
they have a, they have a lot of condensation yeah, on them. It yep, seems, sure, it? very much so. But also, look, there's been mould on on lots and lots of truffles, and really and truly, that's not going to affect the problem. Uh, the the actual uh, uh, tuber itself. If you wish, you know, you can clean that off. You know, give it a good scrub, and it'll come off. And you and, know, it you works know, well. An old toothbrush. Oh, love you, you, you find that this is because this is what happened to me, and I just went, "Oh, I'm not chucking it away." You know, you can throw it over your shoulder. So, yeah, little toothbrush, little, little rub, and then you go, "Oh, yeah, you're fine." Yeah. That that that's the time when you eat a truffle with a real, real close friend. <laughs> yeah, well, and let's face it, that's the beauty of if you eat a lot of truffle. And how do I put this delicately? If you happen to wake up with that friend, yes, you, you might find that both of you, you smell, smell of truffles. And you're using the one brush. I think that's very romantic. <laughs> Thank you, man. All right, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the truffles, um, mushrooms. Um, how many more weeks are we going to see pineys for? Oh, another two. Right. We, we, we'll watch this now nearly the end of the month. It'll be lovely if I run to the end of the month. Mm. I'll be happy with that. Um, we still got, as I said now, with the European uh, mushrooms are on the market at the moment. We've got... Um, Can we walk over there and have a look? Yes, certainly. What, what, um, what we got? Euro- so European mushrooms, we come into the front. Oh, chanterelles. Yeah, chanterelles. These are uh, these have been available for the last month now. Yeah. I've got another delivery tomorrow. Oh, can we just describe what a chanterelle yes, is for people? Um, chanterelle looks like... Um, um, Probably the, the closest we'll get to ours is, is a pine mushroom. It's bright yellow in colour. And it has uh, that sort of oyster it, mushroom it, flary it out has, here shape-wise, hasn't there, it? There's a, um, a slight cap on it, yeah. and, um, and it has a stem about um, half as long as your finger, yes. not quite as wide. Um, it's a, a probably considered the top in the top three in the world. And, and to prepare it, um, you never ever cut these. You actually tear it. So I'm holding it like yeah, this now. And, and ripping it apart. And, and I just tear like Take, that. Taking it from the top. Uh, Flavour profile? Um, a, hint, a hint of pepper. Yes. With a splash of apricot. That sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it works. That yeah. works. And, and, and it's one of the great mushrooms in French cuisine, isn't oh, it? Oh, very much so. Wow. And um, to prepare it in the proper way, it's, served, uh, it's prepared in butter, butter, and then, if you wish, you add more butter. More butter. Um, herbs? No. No, nothing? Not required. Okay, no. because and pine mushrooms, when we talk about that, yep. I think now, I think butter, and I think of um, fresh thyme. Lovely. Thyme is, 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 is beautiful. Winner, certainly. Um, yeah. And then you've got the king mushrooms over there, which, yep. um, uh, which again, uh, butter, but pepper. Yes, you add, kick them along. They need something there. They're a, they're a solid mushroom. Um, meaning they're very, very firm, so they'll need yeah. they need some style of spice, you know, a good nutmeg. Correct. No, uh, no, okay. Nutmeg. No, this is crazy. Just yeah. crazy thought. No, nutmeg's a bit grandma. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, we go with the white cracked pepper mm. uh, with that, and uh, um, add a, if you wish, a, a, a dash of cream fresh. With it too, that works. A little bit of sour. Yes, lovely. Yeah, give yeah it, well, that give sounds it a good. Twist along well, I guess that goes on. 
That, that's it, though. I mean, gosh, we've come a long way when you could get um, either caps or flats. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago, yeah. that's all you oh, could get. Oh, yes, sure, mate. Yeah, you know, those, and those, those days are well and truly gone, you know, the availability of, uh, of mushrooms now. And, and, you know, to buy that quality of shiitake, you know, they're, they're Australian growing. That's as good as what you're going to get anywhere in the world. Yeah, you know, they're beautiful. They're, they're, they're lovely. They're 60, 60 yeah, bucks, that's yeah, 60 still pretty good. That's good, All right. you know. Um, I just need to ask the question that's going to hurt me. Um, yes, it's going to hurt. 120? No, 150. No, 150. 150. Oh, sorry, the so I, yeah. I was going, yeah, how much? Um, but, gosh, yeah, 100 grams would go a long way. Yeah, certainly, you know, when, mm. and we're looking at that, those sort of prices at the moment. So, yeah, that's mushroom. Can we talk just quickly um, citrus? Because this citrus, is awesome, awesome time of the okay. year for that. Well, um, you've got an oddity there. Yes, this is, uh, this is the new kid on the block, right? Dulci. It's uh, natural enough. We all know what that means. It's sweet, yes. and it certainly is. It comes from uh, Leeton, New South Wales, yes. right? And, uh, and it's a navel, but it's, it's got a, a sort a of navel. a green yeah, tinge it, to it. It's a green um, khaki colour to it, um, a, ye- a yellow blush on it. Yes. And, uh, it's like, a, like a little tiger stripe or it something. Is, it is lovely, isn't it? Yeah, there could be a little bit of Richmond there. Yeah. And, uh, Do each one of those have one of those on? No. No, no that's no. just this one. We've that one there we just picked. <laughs> oh, okay, that just, one's just a lucky one. one. <laughs> that's a special one. It cost you extra for that one. That one is. And... Uh, they're bright uh, yellow in the centre, um, very minimal uh, min- skin. Yeah. When, when you feel it, it's near. It's near the nose is near like a grapefruit. It is. It? Okay. Yeah, it's getting towards it's, that. But um, it's certainly not. You know, they've just crossed a couple of uh, um, different Bits oranges together, and uh, that's what they've come. And there up it with. is. So and it's a dolce. A dolce. Yes, it's um, and it's here to stay. This is something that. Um, they've worked on for a while and they've just started to release them and we've got them now for a second. So this now with this um, navel, I'll give it a slice and, mm. and then I'll show you exactly. It's a wow. Yeah, that looks great. That looks okay. great. Uh, okay. Look, super juicy. Oh, smells really yeah, smells it's, really it's, sweet. Smells really sweet. Jeez, make a good juice, wouldn't it? Yes, beautiful. Yes. All right, we're just going to have a little little sample. You going to have some with me, don't you? Why not? We'll mm. try. Mm. And soft too. Mm, that's a wow. Is that's it? like um, the navel's sort of a bit firmer with the, the flesh. Mm. Oh, that's really good. And you see how thin the skin is? Yep. Against, right, against down to the casing of the fruit. It's about half yeah. the thickness of a, of a normal, normal navel. Yes, yeah, yeah. it is. You know, mm. and, All right. um, appealing, aren't they? They're good. How much? That's it. Oh, they're yeah. by the piece. Three oh, okay. a piece. Oh, because they're, they're, they're brand new. Yep. And what about, what about mandarins? Okay, we've still got uh, um, Imperials are around. Still? Uh, wow. Still, mate, they're hanging in. Wow. But But I've got uh, some local Aforas there at the moment, the stuff out of Mildura. I love them. I think they're a great Mandarin. Yep. Again, um, juicy, no pips, thin skin. Um, these are what people want now, and particularly with kids going back to school. Mm. Uh, this is uh, what, what they want. And we'll see the honey murkot soon? Yeah, oh, look, they've just started at the moment. Probably a little bit slow. We've got nothing in size. Mm. And uh, the, the product itself is, uh, um, I'd say, another couple of weeks off. Okay, and uh, honey murkot is uh, a little bit more, more on the tart side, sometimes a lot of seeds, great Be- for juice. Beautiful for Be- juice. Best for juicing, yeah, I think. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, you know, you're right about... Um, 
got a few seeds. They got lots of seeds. They got lots of seeds. Yeah, they, yeah they, each, that's where they grow. Each the one's a propagator's there. dream, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have we got genetic so. material for you? Oh, uh, do, do you ever um, serve? Um, oh God, my, my brain's gone. Giant, uh, giant grape fruit starts with P. Uh, pomelos. Pomelos. Yes, yeah. we do. Pomelos are in at the moment. I haven't started yet. I like the red ones. Yes. There's a red one and a, and a white one. Yeah. Um, the red ones are my go. I haven't seen any of those around. As soon as they're available, I love them. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, they're, um, they're giant citrus. They're and, they're, and they're great in sort of like a Vietnamese or a Thai salad yeah. or, or something like that. And I always think the, the greatest tragedy of a pomelo is, it's in the middle of winter when yeah, no, <laughs> you don't want to be eating, eating that sort of food. No, you know? That's but, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we've... And that's that's so so true. Yes, but you know they they're still popular. They're um, probably anything anybody will buy a pomelo at least once. Yes, so and that's nice. That's if, good. So if anything, just to startle your yeah. friends. Well, that's right. You know, to, and to leave it on the table. Yeah, and it does work. All right, Damien, so moving on from um, from citrus and this uh, interesting new thing you've got, let's talk about vegetables. Uh, the frosts are kind to cabbages and Brussels sprouts. Oh, lovely, yes, it's been uh, a super year for that. Brussels sprouts have been, they've exploded. Yarra Valley's just punching out their tons and tons. Oh, really? Of, of, yeah, of great, you know, the, um, um, the big boys up there, the Adams family... They're called, and we call them that. They're what, real. Why is that? <laughs> Just because that's their name. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> no, one of them looks like a lurch or no, something like that. No, no, none of them, but their property is lurch. It's huge. Oh, and I'm, oh yes, beautiful. Just behind the back of Dane Nelly Melba's house oh, there. They just, just swing around way. the bend there. Okay. That's it for acres and acres and acres. Wow. They grow wonderful, wonderful product. And you can see them out the front there. I only just picked them up this morning. And a few and purple ones in there. Yeah, no, a little bit, little bit of dicey ones. They're good. Yeah, yeah. They're good to muck up the system. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, favourite thing to do with a Brussels sprout? Oh, mate, you know, you, if you're over 18 year old, you're allowed to eat them. Under 18, you, don't, you just <laughs> don't get it. It doesn't work, you know. Yeah. But yeah. everybody at the moment, mate, steam them, keep them natural, right? Use the magic word. Butter, Pe- pepper, butter. and butter. Yes, yeah, I'm going to say that. And people say I oh, add bacon to it, and add what you like, but keep them simple. They're beautiful, beautiful, mm. any way you want now. And people, of course, are using them for salads. You know, can be shaven and put in salads. Um, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, good on you. That's a good. Yeah, it's a yeah, good on you. That's a that's a good way to kill them. But you know. Uh, I, I like them just steamed, lots of butter and uh, cracked black pepper. Thank yeah. you. And actually, I've had them um, Italians uh, cook them, cook them down, and puree them. Oh wow! Is, is yes. nice. And then okay. that's that's an excuse yeah. to load okay. more butter yeah, into okay. them. <laughs> sure, that's a, that's a, that's a that's northern a, Italian that, thing. That's that's another way to approach it. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. And, and then go for a run and, uh, and enjoy. And, and you should be fine. Um, now, we've got this cabbage here. We started off that. We yeah. had a little preview, but then I dragged you back to um, talk about other things. That's all right. And you've got this. You were saying this is an old school cabbage. Oh, yes, mate. It's, it's cone-shaped. Yeah, sugar loaf, sugar loaf it cabbage. Could, it could be the top of a rocket. Yeah, it, it could be. A rocket pod. <laughs> and, and beautiful and sweet, right? They're yes. other name. They, what was they, it called? Um, a sugar loaf. Sugar right. loaf. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful uh, cabbage. Not a... Not 
many growers around now, and that size is just perfect for a. This looks um, like a something that'd be out of a. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Sure. I was going to say this looks like something that'd be out of a, a digger's uh, catalogue, you know? Yeah, digger's probably. Club, yeah, would be, wood. yeah. Um, but I remember my dad years and years ago used to grow them, and um, it was um, something that people would. Um, just accept, you know, and all of a sudden there was the drum cabbage came on the market, and, yeah. and we thought, wow, it's round. Sugarloaf cabbage, um, been around, as I said, a long time. My dad grew them, no one really cared for them, and then uh, all of a sudden the drum cabbage hit the market, mm. which is the round one. As yep. you can have a, have a look at these here now, we are just following Damien across the thing. Oh, yeah, we've got some uh, little tiny drum heads, they're we've cute got little weenie drums at the yeah. moment, right. You know, a little bit bigger than a, a grapefruit. Uh, oh, they're just squeaky. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, they're alive. You know, oh, how are they're, they're, you know, something that's, again, very, very old, old mm. variety. But good standby. People want them, and that's Damn lovely. Right. You know, that's good to, you know, cook up with some wonderful corned beef. I was know. just going to say corned beef, because yeah, yeah. there is nothing more beautiful than corned beef. Just the yeah. sweetness of just a boiled or steamed cabbage, cabbage. Yeah. is amazing. What's the flavour profile compared to uh, the sugar? The sugar is, Obviously. as the name says, it's, and it's sweeter. Can you grate it for a coleslaw? Yes, certainly. Wonderful. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. Al- and also now with the little red cabbage, you know, we've got them there. Yes. Lovely. And also for pickling. Oh, um, they look so pickle. beautiful. They've got a little sort of bloom on yeah. them, which yeah. looks really, really Lovely. pretty. They're clean. Yep. Australian garlic around it. I bought that this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I thought, wow, hell, here we go. It's yeah. Mildura. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about those onions, but Damien's just got to go serve someone, so as soon as he does, I'm going to talk to him um, about some shallots. So, yeah, I guess the thing is there's onions, and then there's onions, and on- it's a big family, the alliums, and um, and you've got these guys that, when I first saw these, I, I thought they're like, they're a shallot. What are they? Yeah. When they're, when they're small, they are marketed as a shallot. Okay. Um, everybody calls them uh, the Italian torpedo, um, the red ones. Because they're like, long and extended, yeah, like they've lovely. been drawn out. And, and extremely sweet, too. <laughs> you know, you can feel them. Sometimes they're a bit spongy. That doesn't mean a That's thing. Good. It doesn't mean a thing. Not yeah. a, it doesn't hurt them at all. They're not, they're not really meant to be hard like a cricket ball, mm. um, like a normal table onion. Yes, and you, that's and what we look for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Now, this is a this is kind of weird. When I saw you doing it, we yeah. were talking about something else, another line, and you yeah. were going with your fingers, and yeah. I thought, gee, I wonder if he's going to throw those away because they're no good. No, no, but certainly that's not. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. that yeah. You can either, you know, cook it or use it in, in a salad again, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or uh, just um, pickle it beautiful you know simple 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 and it's know. the natural sugars that are within it that make it so special yes. and make it the lime that you've got here that's at your correct your store. that's on. correct okay. yes that's right because because this is the thing when you come to damien's store there's a reason why the like it's a beautifully curated space here and i've seen it evolve over oh i don't know the bloody 30 years i think i've known you yes, and you. um and everything is here for um a reason and um, I just want to talk about this novelty stuff. Let's, let's do the novelty stuff. You've got these, um, you can buy these corns on the cob. They're dried out. They've got two lacquer bands around them, just three. It's like a little pyramid. But this is special corn. It is special corn. It's dried on the, uh, on the plant. Yes. Right. Um, what they've done, they've wet it. Mm. And uh, it's dried, as you can see it. It just looks like a whole ear of corn. Yep. Okay. You can break it in half, rip them off, 
yep. microwave in a pot if you wish. Two minutes, you've got the MCG full of popcorn. That's, yeah, it's like that's uh, a lot I was looking at the directions here. Half a cob, which yeah. is um, yeah. a small cob, is two and a half litres of popcorn. That's correct, yes. You've so, got. I reckon that's one for the kids, just to go... And, and that's what the sale is, you know, so we try uh, we try to explain to them to do remove the rubber band first. Oh, we've got to okay. take care, yeah, okay. and don't do three at once, because no. you can just imagine it all bursting out of the microwave. Well, there's nothing, there's uh, no microwave big enough to be able to handle that, I can no, they assure wouldn't. you. No, no not at all. They, they would know. not. And, uh, you know, they're popular, they're, you hit it on the head, you said for the kids, everybody, you know, with the family, the kids come past, got to have popcorn, haven't yeah. they, you know? Who, ne- a, who needs a, TV when you've got these things <laughs> spinning around? <laughs> just pop in, pop in and see them. That's oh, that'd, it. That'd be great. How much are they? Uh, Six dollars. Oh, that's pretty $2 good. Dollars a year. Oh, that's, yeah. That's so funny. that's good, isn't it? That's right, good that's, value. That is good value. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'll finish off and just say, what's your pick of the market? Oh, mate. At the moment, I've I've got to go with the mushrooms. I'm still uh, I'm still happy and what's coming in and um, the weather's just right for mushrooms. I had them. I had mushrooms on toast Sunday night for dinner. Mm. You know, I felt as though I was thirty year old having something that, from way back. And uh, mushrooms, yep, mushrooms still for another couple of weeks. Done. Damien, as always, thanks for your time. Always good to catch up, and um, I will speak to you before too long. Lovely. Thank you, Cam. Take a safe trip, mate. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in Berlin, and across from me, who do I see but Raymond Capaldi. Raymond Capaldi, a very good day to you. Good day. How are you doing, Cameron? Good to see you. Been oh. too long. What are you doing out here? Well, you know, I just uh, decided to to give up the uh, the restaurant trade and come into food manufacturing. Mm. I, I believe the we we started off we're starting off doing pies. You know, I started doing a pie. I was doing consultancy and. I designed this pie for a, a pub group uh, because I went into each of the pubs and they're all doing terrible pies. So, and then I got someone to start making them for me. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I should get into this full time. And uh, decided that I'd come into to the pie business and then start making other things for chefs because the chef shortage is very uh, coming. It's always here, you know, the chef shortage. So a lot of people are time poor. Yes. Uh, a lot of chefs are under stress, so it's good to, uh, time of year, time to come into this kind of business, I think. So let's just backtrack a little bit. Where was the last place that you cooked for just people that don't know who you are, haven't heard you before, and, yeah. um, and, and what you've been doing? Well, I was at Herring Grace. Herring Grace did just at the bottom of the Rialto there, which was a very busy place. We were there for about six years. It was only supposed to be a two-year pop-up. But we continued it for six years until they started doing the renovations. And then uh, Rialto bought us out, the business, uh, which was very good. And I, then I remember you had a bit of a smile on your face. Yeah. That, that smile's come back yeah. and the eyes are twinkling. <laughs> <laughs> it has. It was, it was a good day. Uh, I mean, look, we worked hard and the business was good. So we, we did what we got, we deserved. And, and uh, basically, we, I took a sort of two-year hiatus just to enjoy my life. And, mm. and uh, search for something that I wanted to get into. Oh, I, I love the, f- the, the fact that Herring Grace and, and also your, um, your career arc that, you know, I've been a privilege to be able to, to watch um, has been sort of, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, I sort of see you as one of the godfathers of molecular cuisine in this 
city. And Heron Grace was a great exponent of that, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was we, the ultimate expression of your your cooking in that yeah, in that sphere. Look at Phoenix. We done the, the molecular gastronomy, and I think uh, then we continued on Heron Grace, and then started to use some of these new techniques into mm. into traditional food mm. and making traditional food and asking ourselves questions why. You know, in nine, say maybe in the 1900s they did it this way because this wasn't out, uh, and now in, in the 20th century we need to change the way we're thinking about how we do things. And there's a lot of uh, techniques we've done which we actually are now trying to bring into the pie world. And this is the question that, yeah. that I asked: that you know, you've been going at this cutting edge of looking and understanding food, yeah. and I'm wondering about. And you did some really wonderful, some avant-garde sort of stuff Um, but I'm just wondering how you sort of use all that knowledge and all those techniques to do something as simple and basic as a pie and you're probably going to say Cam it's not that simple exactly you just answered what I was going to say straight in my mouth uh, a pie is not simple a pie is very uh, it's a very complex thing when you look at it and and, and it's to get consistency in that pie is very very uh, it's very hard. It's it's not as simple as people think. Let's look at it as a simple yeah. thing, and then you can tell me, and you can wag your finger at me and yeah, go, no, yeah, Cam, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Because, okay, at its, at its very simplest, it is a filling encased by pastry that you put in the oven, and it goes brown. Yeah. That's... Yes. I mean, look, that, that is a part. But then you, you you got to... You know, if you go full puff pastry in a pie, you feel it's too heavy. Uh I always, people say to me, are you gourmet, are you sustainability? I say, look, a pie should always be sustainability anyway because you're using all the off-cuts, which are really the great cuts, yeah. off the meat Agreed. and the pie. And we're all chunky pie here. I'm not gourmet, I'm not sustainability. I'm just a good pie for the price. That's what we always say. We're not going for gourmet, we're not going for sustainability. We're, ju- we're, just, we're not following trends. We're just trying to make a, the best pie at a good price. You don't want to fall into those traps. By the sounds of it, yes, I don't want. I don't want to. I, I don't. I just, you know, all this sustainability and all this, this uh, going back to the producers and growers and all. That, I mean, that's what a chef was. It's, it's not new, you know. All this new fad words and all this new fandango. Uh, I'm a local producer. I mean, that's what that's what you do as a chef, and you, you you make sure that everything that comes into your kitchen you use up, you know. Manufacturing is a bit different, but we try and use everything that we, uh, we we use when it comes in, like from the apple pie, from the peelings we make the the compote, and then that compote gets mixed with raw apple apples to give the apple pie that bite when you get into the apple pie. It gives you that acid, that sour, the sweet. You, you know, it's all that stuff in that apple pie. So, in, in our techniques for when when looking at the pie, I thought. You, uh, and when I got into the business, how hard could it be to do pies? Yeah, it's just a bloody pie. Yeah. Come on, but but <laughs> it's very hard to do the pies. What, what was the, okay? So what was when you did this? What was the first but that just sort of hit you like a brick wall and went oh? Well, it's, it's basic consistency and making sure that your your pastry is right and making sure that uh, uh, the fillings are right and, and getting that match and getting that that real consistent flavour into your pies mm. and and making sure that you you what you like in a pie that everybody likes in a pie. You know, we're just about to start up this. Uh, uh, ask our customers if they would like to sit in a panel. So we're looking for eight people to sit in a panel. Because we're going to bring out some new different flavors in pies, 
that we need to make sure and still go back to the traditional uh, chunky beef and and ask and, and take the vote from eight people to see where we stand because we want to keep progressing even though it's a simple pie there's there's lots of little techniques in the pastry we need to look at mm. and and that gets back to it <coughs> has there been any specific things that you've learned over the years of I don't know water baths, and oh, I won't go into all that. But yeah, the, using the, the the new way of looking at food to get back into that piece of pastry with a filling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, there's, there's lots of new ways now that we need to look at. You know, with the, with the pastry, with gluten free. There's there's uh, relaxers. There's uh, new. Uh, like what's a, what's a relaxer? Well, it's a thing that goes into pastry that if you if it doesn't need to sit there for a long time, it can oh, relax. It relaxes the gluten yeah, so the that gluten, when you yeah. when you roll something, yeah, yeah. you've you've got to let it sit so that the, re- yeah. the the gluten can relax because otherwise, if you use it too soon, that's when you just shrink, get this shrinky shrinky, shrink, shrinky pastry. And that's what we try and do. But it's, we're trying to use a natural product rather than a chemical yeah. man man made product. So we're looking at a lot of different things for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, one of the first things that you worked out, as you said before, that if you make a pie completely out of puff pastry, yeah. it doesn't sit well. It doesn't. For me, it doesn't sit well. It doesn't sit well for me in 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 the, in the pie warmer. And that's what you got to look. We 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 take a we we take a lot of uh, study. We we we're just about to do, uh, build a uh, product development kitchen, which will have a chef in there, and that's all he'll be doing is pr- practicing fillings, pastries making sure all the, all the new stuff is online, but he'll be going to the shops. Because we, we, we go to the shops. We just don't supply a person when they ring up and say, oh, we want to use your stuff. We go and ask them, well, what are you doing with it? How are you presenting it? Because sometimes in the airport, for instance, we colour the pie a little bit more for the presentation. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone else, if they're heating them up in a restaurant, will we'll colour it, colour it. Oh yeah, because Less. because yes, because yeah. they can do it. If yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So they can do it. So we try and look at all that that side of it to make your, our product that little bit more special, mm. and, and and to make sure that we've tested it in that, that pie warmer that that pie can stand up for two hours in a pie warmer, and it's all it's all natural stuff. It's all mm. good, good stuff. It's all good flour. It's all good good lard and all that sort of stuff. But it can stand in there. If you got puff pastry and all puff pastry, it starts to weep. It starts to get greasy. It starts to get because uh, all that all that butter has to yeah. break free yeah. somewhere, yeah. doesn't it? And then it starts to split and get rancid. Yeah. So we try and keep that that uh, temperature in the pie warmer and give people training how to use that pie pie warmer to get the best of the pie. So, yeah. You know. Okay. Um, um, gotcha. And so it it's sort of if you have something in a in a pie warmer, it would seem you're thinking about. Water content and moisture yeah. in in that in that pie, and how long it can take that yeah. before the yeah. moisture content's gone. Yeah. And uh, yes, that's it exactly, and that's why we put in more lard into our pastry yes. than normal, so that it doesn't dry up in these in this situation. Because it's very important that the customer gets the pie how you want them to get the pie. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and we want to make sure it's crispy, not soggy, and mm. you're not getting that rancid split butter on your tongue. You know, I think it's very important that uh, puff pastry, yeah, put puff pastry on top. But if you've got to sit in a warmer for more than 20, 20 30 minutes, I think you can't, you, you can't do it. So that's why we do a rough, lard puff pastry on top and a short crust on the bottom. Short crust on the bottom. All right, so for those at home, and we want to find out where um, we can obviously get your pies because that's kind of important. But yeah. for listeners that 
are at home and it's it's Sunday Arvo and they're, and they're thinking, well, maybe I should have a go at making a pie. Yeah. What would be your advice to them? First of all, it's got to be love. You know, you've got to put a lot of love into it. You've got to make sure all your uh, your your butter or lard, whatever you're using, is at room temperature. It's, it's, it's a good, uh, so, sorry, is it, chilled. Yes. So, so you're not overworking your pastry. Yes. Uh, you don't want a lot of gluten to get into there. So you want uh, that butter to be that. There's yeah, that beautiful yeah, elastic yeah. part of where, yeah, where the butter exactly. is. You want and, it. And that. you want to mix it. You want to mix it by hand. And we we got big machines here, but we've got yeah. machines that will mix it, and we we only take it to a certain point where there's big lumps of lard in your pastry. Because yes. the time you roll it and all that sort of stuff, you can still see speckles of the the lard in that pastry. You don't want to completely not see lard or butter in that pastry. It has to be chunks. This reminds me of American pie dough, yeah. where they do that, where you you, yeah, do you, yeah, you specifically yeah. don't want to mix through no. and you want to see those specs. Yeah, yeah. So you first of all, you need a good formula because yeah, you can't yeah. do this just, oh, yeah, today I'll put a, another cup of yeah, flour yeah. because it is a formula. Yeah. Um, so you have your pastry, hopefully two different types Fillings, advice for that. You know, fillings. It's always got to be. Look, I always say you've got to be. You got to be uh, a pie. Has got to stand up for you to walk along the road eating a pie that doesn't fall straight into the bottom of the bag. You know what I mean? It's if you're riding a bike, you should be able to eat a pie, and it's not got to fall all over you. It should just be you're, you're eating the pie, the mixture, the ratio of mixture to the to the pastry, to the pie, to the yeah. sauce, chunky, seventy five percent beef, rest is the gravy, rest is the vegetables. And you've got to be eating the pie and it stands together. Raymond, I'm just having this vision of riding a bike and eating a pie and it sort of seems a recipe for disaster. <laughs> well, it's not if it's a good made pie, you know. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep, and that way you can, that way yes. you can, you have the, yes. the um, you can keep your eyes on the road while you're eating yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It. And just enjoy the pie, you know, enjoy, enjoy the moment. And then make sure you get one of the, make sure you get one of the squeezy, uh, uh, tomato sauce thing so you can just squeeze it as you go along beautiful and and life is good okay yeah. so there you go there's a, a, a it's yin and yang it's exercise while eating a pie so yeah. it's calorie neutral yeah. too yeah. which i i suppose is good also the lid on the top of that pie mm-hmm. it's got to be shiny doesn't it it's, it's got to look good got, look I, I call it the french mahogany you know the lacquer. Yeah, you know the French yeah, yeah. mahogany look you know i mean look, if we if we color the pies like they did in paris people say they're burnt you know what I mean? So we take our pie to a certain, to a certain colour, and we, we, I call it the mahogany, uh, which is a double egg glazed, double egg yolk glaze, and in that glaze is is a little bit salt, a touch of water, just to, so it doesn't flake. Mm. But not milk. Not milk. Water. Oh, why, yeah, not, why, why not milk? Because milk, milk gives it that little. Uh, it'll give it that little uh, dull. It'd be a bit more dull and not have that shine, you know? I've just learned yeah, something because yeah. I've always done my egg wash has yeah. always been egg um, egg yolk yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and milk. And, yeah. and then I wonder why it doesn't... Well, there's all different types. You know? No, there's, but that makes sense. cream, there's you, egg. But, but there's, you, say, yeah, yeah. you say water, do that because this is the thing. And you said double glazed. How, how yeah, do double we do glazed. the double So basically you, you egg, egg yolk it, only egg yolk, egg yolk, salt and water. Yeah. Egg yolk it once, yeah. in the fridge for 20 minutes, bring it back out, egg yolk it again in the fridge for about another 10 minutes till it sets then into the uh, into the into the oven but make sure that before you egg yolk it that every bit of flour is off that pie because if you don't get every bit of flour off that pie before that egg yolk goes on it starts to shred and it starts to flake Really? So you don't want it you don't want it flaking so it has to be every bit of flour off the pie yes. before you egg yolk it 
Do you hear that, folks? That was a real. That's that's a really big tip, and yeah. uh, Raymond have to might have to kill me as uh, as I'm <laughs> leaving because that, that seems like a bit of a trade secret. Raymond, it's interesting with people in their lifetime of cooking that you know you come in and you want to change the world and you want to explore new things, but then after a while you just go, look, bugger that! I just want a really really nice piece of fish. Yeah. Or, I don't know, whatever it is. How has it been for you? I mean, do you... What sort of food do you crave now? And are you eating? What's... You know, how, how, is, how is your sort of perception of food and what you really enjoy changed? Yeah, look, I, I can't do the big degustation food now, you know what I mean? It's just... I, just, I cannot sit in a restaurant long enough now. I just want a good three-course meal. Uh, I, I'm very... I like Japanese because it's, it's simple. I like uh, Chinese because it's something simple as well. Yeah. I just like that kind of food now, you know what I mean? It's just... It's, it's fresh. It's the best. Uh, Dare I say it, if I'm going to put words in your mouth, Raymond Capaldi, but it is um, ingredient-driven rather than technique-driven to an extent? To an extent, yeah. yeah see, but there's always that, that you know. And, and, and that's what and that's what Hearing Grace was all about. It was a, the technique was more behind the scenes, but the what went on the plate was very simple. But the technique to get there isn't. Yeah. And that was given, making sure. And look, the technique is you make make sure if you pick a, pick a, a carrot out of the ground, it's the best carrot you taste. It's funny, uh, I was thinking about a carrot dish that you did yeah. when you you were talking about that. Yeah. Yep. And 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 you just make sure. And if you if that carrot's not tasting good, or that bunches of carrots are not tasting good, you got to be you got to put a technique in there that's got. To, you know, you either juice the fresh carrot juice and and roll it in some fresh carrot juice so it gets that taste and bring it back, because vegetables are are, are, na- are natural. They're they're you know, and but you've got to play to the. It's, it's like you play to the music and you've got to put, put that note in if it's not going to match. Yes. So you've got to put that note in to make sure it flows perfectly. And that's what you do with, with vegetables. So it's all vegetables are not perfect. Mm. So you've got, to, you've got to make sure that you understand that product. Yes. And it's not just doing the technique for the sake of it. Where I got caught when I was training, I used to do t- things because I thought, I thought it was groovy. Oh, you look, look you're... you're uh, you know, when we talk about molecular gastronomy, we, you know, there's a few Frankenstein dishes there that you 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 are not proud of. But look yeah. at look at the end of the day, some some good things came out of that, and you under, yeah. and you understood the food a lot better. And 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 nowadays you you understand why and, and why it's not happening, and uh, and and that's what the good things about it. And that's but again, keeping to the keeping true to the the product. Mm. You know what I mean, and that's that's what a chef is. So all this new foraging and all this people people go on about it's nothing new. But that's what chefs should be doing in the first place. Mm. It's that's what a chef's job is. If you are going out, just as a, a little recommendation, have you been enjoying going out to um, any restaurants and places that you really love or places that you really admire what they're doing? Yeah, I, I, look, Ryan for me. I mean, Donovan Cook's uh, one of the best cooks ever. Uh, it, they're still finding the groove there. It's still a young business, but you know, another one for a quick, really good food is Rumi. I love mm. Rumi. I love that Lebanese, simple, uh, fresh, clean food. Uh, and, and I was at uh, Port Phillip, uh, and that was fantastic food there as well. I, I try to go to places, and I look at menus, and, and I can really tell by pictures on the website if it's got to be good or got to be played around with. And I really should. Give what do you look for when you're looking at a picture of a food? Uh, I just look like uh, I look for something different but simple, not overworked, 
and you can usually tell if it's overworked that you don't want to go there. You know what I mean? And you can read by the, by the, by the menu that you don't want to go there. And that's what I usually do. I try and do a bit of research before I go there. But my, my favourites at the minute is Ryan and Rumi. I always go to Rumi. It's, a, it's an old classic to fall, fall back on, mm. and it's great food. Have you uh, been to Joseph's new place, Sarasan? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't been there, and I hear next door as well that Sunda is, is the place to be. Uh, it's the place that's, that's causing a lot of things at the minute, so I must try the two of them while I'm there, yeah. It's interesting, that whole... This, it's like this new precinct happening up in that top end of Little Bird yeah. Street. It's yeah. uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. yes. Look, I, I love the... Fi- I, I've seen it. I went there, and I went to see... Look around a few places there, and I just love the design of that Sunda as well, the way they did it. It just looks like... A, a construction site with uh, big glass panels in front of it, mm. which looks fantastic to me. I think it's a brilliant job, and no, no discredit to whoever designed it because it's a brilliant design. All right, let's uh, let's just get a little plug out for the pies. Um, we're here up in Bulleen. The name of the pies are Wonder Pies at Four B Kim Close in Bulleen. Yeah, and uh, where can we see them? If people, uh, you can buy the pies from here, from a shop here. If you're up, uh, just come up the Eastern Freeway, and it's not far yeah, from yeah. that. Uh, but uh, places that are stocking them at the moment. Well, we've got we've got uh, Leo's uh, Heidelberg, Leo's Q. We've got McCoppins uh, in in Glen Iris. We've got uh, Providence and uh, Surrey Hills. We've got oh, there's, there's 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 so many to name, but they're 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 the big ones. You're yeah. getting out there. Yeah, yeah, we're out there. Yeah, we're, right. we're getting out there. It's good. Well, it's uh, it's great to uh, to talk to the Scottish pieman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a change it's, it's been, fine, and um, and my God, I've, I don't think I've ever seen you look so relaxed. To be quite honest with you, you that's because you're here. You relax me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you and you haven't had enough coffee yet. Obviously, I've had yeah. the coffee. Raymond, congrats. May your pies multiply and prosper, and may we see them in a lot of different places. Thank you very much. Good to see you again, Cam. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events, and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.